Good morning and welcome to the fourth installment of the Pathfinder podcast, where we talk to companies about their journey in adopting AI and data into their business. This week, I spoke to Marco Herbst from Evercam, who are using AI to monitor what's happening on construction sites, everything from health and safety to monitoring deliveries and what's going out the gate. I first met Marco when Evercam took part in the first ever course we delivered on AI as part of the Intel AI Edge Incubator program. Today, Marco is going to fill us in on what the company has been doing since then and how they're using AI in construction sites. Marco, thanks very much for joining us this morning. For our listeners, could you provide a bit of your own background and tell us what Evercam does? Thanks, Ian. Yeah, great. Great to be here. So Marco Herbst, the long story is I started a company, Jobs.ie, with my business partner, Vinnie Quinn. We did that for a few years until Dennis O'Brien took over. That's still still running well. And Evercam is what we like to call our difficult second album. We thought we'd made all the first mistakes in our first business and thought we'd, we'd give it another shot. We are working with the construction industry. Our idea is to improve site visibility and team communications, to bring some of the benefits of modern communication tools to an industry where there's still a lot of room to improve. The idea is simple, that if you're seeing what's going on and talking better with your team, there will be fewer mistakes, fewer delays, fewer disputes. So those headlines are really familiar in the construction industry. You know, we know them well here in Ireland, but it's not an Irish problem. It's an international problem. Construction is very complicated. And when things go wrong, it gets very expensive. Our tool is the camera. And what's beautiful with the camera is it's the one device where you're really not asking anyone to change anything about what they do. So we we would set up cameras typically off-site, maybe on the tower cranes or the buildings next door, somewhere where we've got a good view of what's going on. And the bulk of it is actually very low-tech. It's just getting those cameras working, getting images, and letting people see on their phone or back in the head office what's happening right now and what happened at any moment in time. With that alone, you already solve a lot of problems. You avoid a lot of miscommunication. Things go smoother. The reason I'm you know, here talking with you, presumably, is because it also opens up a load of other really exciting opportunities when you start to apply computer vision, AI, and so on. And that's what we're in the thick of at the moment. Great. Thanks very much. So what I've seen a lot from you guys on social media and that I'm sure a lot of other people have is these time-lapse videos. They seem very interesting, but I noticed that as well, you started to introduce artificial intelligence on those video feeds. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is doing and how that's benefiting the construction companies. Yeah, you're exactly right. Time-lapse is where it really began for us. Uh, That was the first sale, so to speak. Somebody wanted a camera and they wanted to be able to summarize at the end of the week, at the end of the month, how they got to the particular milestones and producing a nice little one-minute video and putting it on YouTube. What we did very well is we chose the right technologies. So that used to be done by something like a GoPro or a photographer's camera that captured, you know, picture every few minutes and at worst you'd have to go and change an sd card and so on but because what we did is put in these very high resolution ip cameras so we had a full video feed the whole time and we were able to do analytics on it it opened up these new opportunities the game quickly moved from making nice marketing videos to really having an impact on the construction process itself and productivity and the bottom line And as I say, mostly that comes down to delays, disputes, just better communications between your project owner and the contractors and the subcontractors. Simple things like the most most common mistruth told in construction is it's ready now. And it sometimes just helps to have a little look at the camera and see if you're actually going to send out your electrician or your fitter. 
you know, is, is, is the pole there, is the cable there. In terms of AI, for us, it was a case of prioritization. So there, there's such an endless list of places where these new technologies can be applied. And it's, it's like an exciting playground for us having all these camera feeds. We, we'd have about a thousand projects now that we filmed. You know, the average project is nearly two years long. So, you know, it's 2000 years worth of data. Uh, that we're sitting on and we've been annotating that for about the last four years so you know we've got a pretty amazing data set which i i don't know of any other company out there that has that kind of resource the place where a lot of things go wrong which is what we're always interested in is the gate as you come through the gate how much stuff arrived when did it arrive what condition was it in when it arrived right so just us looking at that point and categorizing all the vehicles. Okay, it's a tipper truck, it's a tanker, it's concrete, dot, dot, dot. When did it arrive? When did it leave? What was in it? Just looking at that problem, which, which is where our current mature product is, the gate report, is already a huge saver. We would regularly be involved with six-figure disputes, often between suppliers and contractors. Removal of soil is, is another like hot topic. How many vehicles, when? Were they full? Were they empty? That's important, especially when it's contaminated soil. Often when you're building in a city environment, that stuff needs to be specially treated and, and disposed of. So it gets expensive. The area we're probably most interested in is safety and how we can have an impact there. If you go into the boardroom of any large construction company, that is number one on their agenda. And they know well that their profitability, their bottom line, and their ability to bring home their workforce safe every day are the same thing. That's that's well established in construction now. Ireland's actually very good at that. But as you can imagine, like the AI is equally applicable to time lapse. Like today, we basically have a team of people who are making these beautiful storytelling time lapses at the end of generally at the end of every month. But you know, as milestones are achieved on the project, and we try and explain what's happening on site and try and collect put context and you know really add value and then you have to remove the odd seagull and you know cl cloudy foggy day and things like that but that is basically all stuff that ai can and should be doing and it's really fun working our way through that like I, i've never worked before in a company where we can be reading the latest published papers that are coming out of the ai world and like working on them that week that's just really fun to be so much at the cutting edge and again in an industry that isn't really particularly well known for that you know generally construction has moved slower because the cost of making mistakes in construction is so high so like there's a general sort of like reluctance to be a little too experimental when it comes to technology and innovation so yeah it's it's fun it's a nice combination of opportunity and technology so Marco, one of the things you said there was how you were able to organically grow your own data set yeah, with the yeah. cameras that you deployed on site and then you annotated. Maybe you could like talk us through the process of annotating. So for our listeners, data annotation is labeling the data and what's in the, in the data. How difficult was it for you guys to do that? And was it very time consuming? Yeah, it's an investment and it's an ongoing process. There's an awful lot of problems you can solve in AI by just using the data sets that are out there or the models that are trained. And, and there's, there's amazing resources there. And I would steer anybody in that direction before going anywhere near trying to create your own. However, in our industry, that didn't exist. And, and again, it's just there weren't, it wasn't normal to have cameras overlooking construction sites and recording everything 24-7 in 4K resolution. 
And we just got lucky again to choosing the right technology and the fact that we held on to that video for our customers, you know, it's part of part of the service that we offer them. And they were happy to kind of come along on that journey with us. So don't do it would be my first advice if you can possibly avoid it. But, you know, if you're, if you're going to do it, then it's an investment. And there's different ways you can do the Amazon Mechanical Turk workflows are pretty well established. We just chose to have our own team and we're using, I think, the tool CVAT. And you know, we, we just we just work through labeling that data. And like I say, I did, to, to my knowledge, I'll be furious if I ever find out that there was another way. But to my knowledge, they're just nobody else has that asset of 2000 years of all of the different types of weird and wonderful equipment that finds its way onto a construction site. And, and it's also never ending. Um, you know, we have sites in Azerbaijan and Australia and Poland and Germany and France and across America and Hawaii. And there is quite a lot of diversity in construction equipment as well. So, you know, n- nearly every site takes a few days of tweaking until we can reliably tell you what's coming in and out of the gate. Okay, wow. So it sounds like this is an ongoing process of setting it up that's quite laborsome. That really kind of dismantles the whole myth that people try to promote about how automatic AI can be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be too pessimistic about it. Like, you know, we know our way around an Irish construction site now and a UK construction site. Um, We know our way around through an international data center. Like we know what we're going to see. So I think we have a very mature, reliable, solid, automated product in most settings. But, you know, there's always surprises. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's still it's still light years ahead of where we were, which was literally the fast forward and rewind button. You know, the, the quantity surveyor has an argument or needs to approve an invoice. And what they had access to was a load of video with fast forward and rewind. And now... You know, it's searchable and filterable and sortable and exportable, and it speaks to the project management software that you're using. And it's, it's kind of, it's, it's what you'd expect in in most other fields, like in industries. It's, it's where it's, it's what you'd expect. And what we're doing is just bringing it to the construction industry. So, are you able to use AI then to make your video feeds from you from your construction sites essentially searchable? Yeah, that's that, 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 ultimately that's what it is. You're 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 indexing video using AI. And the output of that, as often as not, is a, you know, an Excel spreadsheet, or we'd be pushing it into tools like Procore that people use for managing their projects. So Procore would have a daily diary, and you want to push the data there of exactly what came and left from site that day. Main contractor is usually our client here in Ireland. Internationally, we focus on what we call project owners. So the Intel, Microsoft, Google, Facebook, Shell, these people who are they're building, in Shell's case, oil refineries, oil, distilleries, gas refineries and distilleries. Intel obviously building their, their chip plants around the world. Microsoft, Google, Facebook, it's data centers. It's an existential problem for them to be good at construction. They, they, they have to be able to build those projects. They don't do the building themselves, but they are masters of, of modern construction. And Evercam is their tool to know what's going on on site, wherever it is in the world. So and the, and the AI is is just making that easier. It's it's the icing on the cake, really. Okay, so if I'm uh, using your your solution then, and I'm a project manager, what I'm getting at the end of the day is basically a list of everything that's happened on site, what deliveries that automatically happens from your AI is detecting that from your video feeds. Yeah, and con- construction works in different models, but 
The one we like is where there is a strong collaboration between the project owner and the contractor and the subcontractors. And the cameras help to enable that. They enable a level of trust that you no longer have to argue about the facts. You've all got the same facts and you're all motivated to deliver that project on time and on budget. That, that piece that has historically been a big part of construction. And this is true if you're getting your kitchen redesigned or you know building a shed in the back garden. It's, it's the same thing of the level of trust between you and the plumber, the carpenter, the fitter. You know, the principles apply at, on the National Children's Hospital, even though it's got, you know, it's 1.7 billion project. It's uh, how good are, are the communications between project owner, uh, in our case, you know, the government, HSE, and and the, the contractor. And that's what we're trying to improve. And it hasn't always been that way. Like construction has always relied historically on having good contracts and good lawyers. What we're trying to do is avoid those disputes in the first place. So there's just less room to have arguments. And presumably that makes all projects more profitable in the end. As you yeah. mentioned earlier, just uh, helps that bottom line. Yeah, more profitable. Yeah. And then the other thing that, that's quite interesting, and I, and I think a, a, a tech audience would relate to, is things that technology have really adopted, is, you know, agile, lean, continuous improvement, MVPs, those ideas, right, they work really well in software development, right? where what you're really doing is you're closing the loop between the planners or the customer and the developers. And the tighter that feedback loop is, the quicker you're going from like MVP to, oh, no, that's not what I meant. Do it this way. The, the smaller your mistakes are. And manufacturing has been through the same process as lean, lean manufacturing, uh, agile manufacturing. The same thing where, where you're just you're trying to have a tight loop between what's actually happening and what should be happening. And we're right in the middle of that. Right? So it's the cameras are telling you what's, what's actually happening. There's really good tools for telling you what should be happening. Tools from companies like AutoCAD or Bentley. We just took a big investment from Bentley. They've got an amazing platform called iTwin, which is their cloud-hosted digital twin, I suppose is the word, where everything that should be happening on that project, including like every delivery, every, every piece of structural material when it should be arriving, is stored and accessible to us now. And so we're pulling that. And I think if you're, if you're, from an AI perspective, if you're trying to get your head around what does our day look like and what's different about Evercam, what we have access to that I think most other AI-type companies don't have access to is we've got the feed of what's happening, which we're able to you know, interpret and understand using tradition, yeah, inverted commas, traditional AI computer vision, but we've also got this really detailed model of exactly what should be happening and what it should look like. And that's really cool. And that's really unusual. And there's an awful lot of like activity right now between the computer game companies and the AEC, architecture, engineering, construction industry. There's a lot happening there. So merging those two worlds of what we are seeing on site and what we should be seeing on site. And then if you can imagine from a customer as a user's point of view, they're looking at the camera, they're seeing the site, you're seeing a piece of equipment or a piece of structure, you can click on it. We know what it is from a computer vision point of view, but we also know what it is because we have access to that BIM model. So that like the whole data set of exactly the, the origin of that piece, when it should have been there, supplier, etc. 
is all kind of fluidly you can jump from one to the other what i'm describing to you here is like half reality but it's it, you know it's, it's exactly where we're at right now in terms of what we're building but it's the frontier of what we're building that sounds really exciting. That sounds really exciting, Marco. Just to maybe go back then a couple of years, because we first met through the Intel Edge AI incubator. And uh, I'm just curious, if I remember correctly, you were just starting to look at the application of AI yeah. at that point. Yeah. Maybe if you could just kind of give us an idea of how difficult it has been to adopt the technology, um, yeah. what has been the biggest hurdles, and yeah. probably more interestingly, what has been the preconceptions of your customers on what it can do and what the reality was and how you bridge that? Yeah, okay. That's that's good. It's kind of two baskets of questions there. The the hurdles for us as a business. Right? So again, g- going back there a couple of years, back to the Mavidius world, David Maloney, credit to you. Thank you for all of your enthusiasm and evangelism around AI. We, from the very beginning, talked about the edge and edge analytics, and it seemed very sensible. What actually happened is data just became ridiculously cheap. We can have as much as we want now for 20 or 30 euros anywhere we want it. So the the necessity for us of going to the edge early just hasn't really been there. We've been able to do it the other way for now. I still, it's still absolutely the right way, but that was one obstacle that we were expecting that we didn't really run into. So the other way being cloud yeah. based computing. Okay. Yeah. And and what that meant we could do is put like junk disposable commodity hardware on site. Right? In construction, the big variable that if you're not in the industry you don't know is it's a bloody war zone. You know, it's like it, there's big heavy clunky equipment being moved around, the whole site layout's being changed the whole time. It's it's awkward and difficult. You've bad power supplies, you're just working in a really difficult, hostile environment. So don't go and put fragile equipment there. And the the more simple you can keep it, the better. So that's what we were really good at. Again, it was just like generic off the shelf, relatively low cost hardware on site. Uh, pull it all back and keep all the brains and all the intelligence and all of our effort basically off-site. The obstacles were, again, really mundane. What, what, at various points, we called like death by a thousand piddles. As in, the, there's, just, there's about a thousand things you need to be good at in order to be able to get a camera installed on a construction site and reliably keep it online and then bring it home at the end of the day. And none of them are really rocket science or particularly glamorous but you have to be good at all of them. It, it took us about six months to get properly certified and get our equipment there into Dublin airport for the, the various different construction projects going on out there. But now that we've done it, you know, we're on six different airports doing pretty much the same thing. And it's compliance. It's just the right choice of hardware. It's network security. It's you know, power control, power management, those kind of things. That's to answer like the business obstacles. They were mostly very mundane, boring, hard work. And then from sort of a customer expectations point of view, you know, it's, it's, it's the same old story, expectation management. The way we have come to describe it is imagine it was a 10 year old child. So there's a 10 year old child sitting there counting the JCBs as they come and go. And they get it right most of the time, but every so often they need to go for a pee or they get a bit distracted. And what we've got good at, I think, is finding the pain points and choosing the projects and designing the software so that 
the reality of what AI can do still delivers value. And the, the, the big difference between the construction industry and actually the thing I really enjoy about it compared to the tech industry at large is there's, there's really only one thing you have to do in the construction industry and that's whatever you said you were going to do. There is, there's just a very, very high premium on don't overpromise, And the tech industry has lived off the whole idea of selling the future, selling something that'll probably work in a couple of years time. So, you know, get on board now. And in construction, if you're building a project that is like an 18 month project, it doesn't matter if it works on month 19, it's you failed. It has to pretty much work on day one. And that's that's just an, an adjustment for knowing that you're dealing with this industry. Great, Marco. Thanks very much for joining us. I know you have to run off now, so uh, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks for joining us on the Pathfinder podcast. Thank you very much. Great to be here. And that's all for this episode of the Pathfinder podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. And a big thank you to Marco Herbst from Evercam for joining us today. We are always looking to hear great stories of companies who have adopted AI and data into their business. So if you have a story to share, please reach out.